Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We do welcome you to call in at that number that was just given to you at 303-690-3000. That will reach you to me and connect you to me where you can ask your questions and give your prayer requests. Love for you to be able to do that. My name is Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this Monday uh, afternoon, evening, wherever you're at listening, and would uh, love to, to be able to encourage you and sh- go to the Word of God with you and to pray with you. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number as we start another work week, and it's a beautiful time of the year, a beautiful day here in Colorado, and uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year as the leaves are starting to change, was up in the mountains on Friday, and just starting to change colors the aspens and but just beautiful and uh it's just gorgeous out there and and i know many of you you love this time of the year so pray you're doing well maybe you're at work uh, maybe you're at home with the kids maybe you're uh watching them at practice or whatever if you have a chance to give me a call give me a call at 303-690-3000 i love to be able to answer your questions and take your prayer requests there's another way for you to be able to contact me, and that's through a dedicated text line during the show, and that is 720-336-0897 for your prayer requests and for your questions. And as we have time between callers, we will go to the text line. Uh, but this show's really your show. This is about you calling and us having our discussions, and it may be a question that other people are wondering about, and as we have our conversation it's a great encouragement to others. So I want to welcome all those who are listening live today. It's the 18th of September. The month has just gone by so fast. And um, you're listening live along the Front Range, two stations, 89.7 in northern Colorado. It gets up in the southern Wyoming, Cheyenne, and Laramie, and also 101.7 in southern Colorado. Uh, you are listening live, as I said. Give me a call. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then those of you who are listening, Radio by Grace, I believe over 78 stations and a number of states and uh, all over the country. So you two are listening live on this Monday afternoon, evening. And I'd love to talk with you. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. Is the call-in number text line again? That's a dedicated text line. No one's going to answer that line, but you can text in a question or a prayer request. It is also twenty-four-seven prayer line uh, that you can text in a prayer request, and and the prayer team uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will take those prayer requests, and you'll have people praying for you. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful resource and blessing for you. 720-336-0897. I always encourage you put those two numbers in your contact and you can just pull it up, Calvary Live, and you can call or text us a question. But love to talk to you. Grab one of those open lines because as the hour uh, goes by, uh, the lines can fill up. 
So I want to be able to to talk with you and answer your questions, take your prayer requests. Also, I want to welcome those who are week delayed. Simply means you can call. Uh, we'll have our conversation, and then it will air on your uh, radio network next week. Hope FM uh, on the East Coast, Truth FM as well, Higher Rock Radio in Idaho, and Living Water Radio. And I also want to welcome all those who are listening online. Maybe you're listening to the Grace FM uh, mobile app or on the website. Uh, give me a call anywhere in the country, 303-690-3000. The call-in number, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you, waiting for the calls to come in. So let's go to the text line. Uh, there's uh, there's a good question here as we start to show. And uh, matter of fact, I uh, was just talking with somebody kind of about the same thing. And the question goes, do you believe that God is still working in the world's affairs. And yes, I do believe. And sometimes we can look at the things that are going on around us, and we can think, God, are you working? Do you see what's going on? Whether it's natural disasters that are happening, hurricanes, the fires in Hawaii, um, all the things that we see taking place, uh, maybe the world's affairs that are so, um, it's so difficult and the upheaval, the uncertainty, and all of that. But we know that God is working. And matter of fact, we know that uh, he, as Isaiah says, knows the end from the beginning, and he's going to intervene in the affairs of the world in the most dramatic way uh, ever in the history of mankind uh, in the future, when that time comes of the tribulation period. But we know that he's working today. And he's working for his purposes and his glory. And sometimes we can look at the things that are going on, and we don't understand why they're going on or uh, how come, and we wrestle with it. 303-690-3000, at call-in number. Grab one of those open lines, all open lines right now on Calvary Live on this Monday, the 18th of September. Love to talk with you. But there was a prophet in the Old Testament. I was, I was just thinking about this. His name was Habakkuk, and he was wondering, Lord, why aren't you um, dealing with the things that I see going on around me as the prophet was there in Judah? And there was violence. There was uh, injustice. There was all these things that were taking place. And the prophet has a complaint. He's wondering, uh, and he says, Lord, don't you see what's going on? And the Lord gave an interesting reply, and the Lord said, For I will work a work in your days. Um, He goes on to say, I'll work a work in your days, which you do not believe. And he goes on to say that I'm going to use the Chaldeans to bring judgment on Judah and, and to deal with all the things that are going on. And at that time, we know that the prophet, he goes from wondering to wrestling. He's just really wrestling. And he does something very important that we are to do in chapter 2. He says that I'm going to watch. I'm going to be in my tower, stand my watch, set myself on the rampart, and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Know this, that God is working a work in our day, and he's working in your life. He hasn't forsaken you. You can know that being confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work in you, will bring it to completion, especially in the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, You're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And know this, that he's working in this world. And it's all coming together for his purposes and for his glory. And he's going to work. And we need to be praying. 
And we need to be watching over and over again. We're told in the New Testament to be watching, to be sober, to be vigilant. And we can trust him um, and um, that he's in control and he's going to come and establish his kingdom uh, sometime. And it's going to be glorious. So all open lines right now on this Monday, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And give me a call. Text line 720-336-0897. And so you can text in a question or a prayer request and love to be able to communicate with you um, in that way. And so let's go to the text line. There's another question. Luke 22, why is the ear of the high priest uh, slave? Uh, would he have been like a soldier? Um, it's the high priest. Luke t- chapter 22 is when in the garden, I, I believe as I look at that, is when they came to arrest Jesus. And when they came to arrest Jesus, uh, there was Peter that had his little sword with him, and he pulled it out and he cut off the ear of Malchus, the servant of the high priest. And Jesus, of course, would put his ear back on the side of his head, heal him. That must have been just an incredible sight. And said, Peter, put the sword away. Don't you know I can call down 12 legions of angels? Uh, I can call down 12 legions. And um, he could have. He could have just spoken the word and called down those angels. And he could have stopped the whole thing, but he didn't do that. He said, Peter, I'll put on the cup um, and drink the cup that the uh, Father has given me to drink the cup of suffering and death. And as we look at that, um, you know, it's um, interesting uh, to see that. And um, and Jesus said that permit this even to happen. And so that's what he did. And uh, it's interesting. Here's another uh, little side note. Again, we got all open lines right now. Uh, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. When Jesus healed his ear and told Peter to put the sword away, number one, he said, when you put the gospel accounts together, he said, Peter, I can call down 12 legions of angels. He could have called down 12,000, you know, uh, times, you know, 6,000 angels, um, uh, just thousands upon thousands of angels um, is what he could have called down. And, you know, I, I imagine the angels up in heaven just with the swords on their sheets, you know, on their sides, uh, just waiting for the call, waiting for Jesus to say the word. And they could have come down and destroyed uh, those soldiers that came to arrest Jesus. They could have came and destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the whole world. He could have started all over again if he wanted to. Jesus was perfectly within his rights as God to do that, but he did not do that. He didn't do it because of you, because of his love for you. And that's where he says, Peter, I'll take on the cup of suffering and death and I'm going to go to the cross this um, die for you personally, individual, for me. And he would take that cross and he would go to that place of execution and die for you and for um, your sins to make atonement that we might have life. And so really it's, a, it's an incredible thing. Second of all, in John's gospel, when Jesus was taken to Annas, who was the uh, unofficial high priest, he was kind of the powerhouse behind the high priestly office, it says that the the servant of uh, Annas would strike Jesus. That's where the physical beatings really began. And I just wonder if, was that Malchus? Could it have been? We don't know for sure. It doesn't say. But the one who, who received healing from Jesus, um, that he would strike Jesus, it, it's just kind of intriguing to look at that. And then thirdly, 
Thirdly, listen, that the Word of God is like uh, a two-edged sword. And sometimes we can use the Word of God and we can start chopping ears off and being harsh and brutal. And um, it's something of the discussion for another time. But I've heard Christians on social media and things that you need to be terrified of God and, uh, you know, and all of this. And and it's like chop, 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 and plop, plop, plop. And Jesus had the perfect harmony between grace and truth. He gave truth. He never backed away from the truth, but is in perfect harmony with grace. And he was able to do it to where the common people heard him gladly. So some things to consider and think through. Hey, we got phone calls coming in, 303-690-3000. If you want to grab an open line, text line 7203-360897. It's good to think about those things and uh, discuss those things. But let's go to Centennial. Gracie? Hi, Gracie. Yes. How are Hi. you? Good. good. How are you? Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Um. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, so I have a question. Um, I've had um, some people tell me that when they, when the um, Holy Spirit has fallen on them or spoken to them, that they've had some type of experience like shaking in their body or like an electrical shock or something of that sort. And I, I don't know that I've ever read that in the Bible, so I was just needing some clarification. Is that even biblical? Yeah. Yeah, and there's there can be a lot of people that exp- that will express their uh, experience as, you know, uh, they say they got baptized by the Holy Spirit. Um, they'll fall over, they'll convulse, the, you know, electric shock. I haven't heard that one. That one is a new one to me. Being slayed in the Spirit, perhaps, um, is what uh, they will say, and we don't see that in Scripture. We, we do know that there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, the, the the filling of the Holy Spirit. And as you do that study in Acts chapter 1, um, you know, Jesus said to his disciples after his resurrection, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was in them, E-N in the Greek. And then in Acts chapter 1, he told them that wait in Jerusalem for the uh, for the promise of the Father uh, that you'll receive power um, from on high um, and you're going to be baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit. So uh, with fire and um, you know and with the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter one, you see that as they're praying, that the Holy Spirit came upon them to. Um, empowered them in the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that word upon is epi in the Greek, coming upon them. And the purpose of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit is to empower them to be witnesses. Um, And so you go through the book of Acts and you see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There were times where perhaps uh, they spoke in tongues, but not all the time. Um, we know that as we go through the book of Acts, as we go through the epistles, uh, that um, you know the, the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit is there, given to us, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. But for a lot of people, there's not that experience. And there are those who will come along, particularly in the 
you know, Pentecostal or perhaps charismatic circles that will say the evidence of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit is that you're speaking in tongues or you, you know, or fall over or you have this electric shock. And that's not spoken of in the scriptures. I think that uh, we receive it by faith, even as Jesus said that if you ask for your father uh, um, for a loaf of bread, he's not going to give you a stone, right? And how much more your heavenly Father, who is good, will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And so for me, I remember years ago when I just wanted to serve the Lord, I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I just will you just baptize me? I want more of you. I know you're in me, but I just need that empowering of the Holy Spirit. There wasn't Holy Ghost goosebumps. There wasn't an electric shock. Uh, there wasn't uh, speaking in tongues. There wasn't any of those things. But just simply receiving by faith that, Lord, I know that you've given me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is seems to indicate to me in the book of Acts is a one-time thing. And then there's the filling of the Holy Spirit that they would fill the disciples, even as Jesus said, come to me and drink, and, um, and out of your uh, belly will flow torrents of living water, speaking of the Holy Spirit. And I know that there's different thoughts on it and different teachings on it. But I'm just giving you what the Bible has to say. And there's the Holy Spirit in us as believers. And then I believe that there's the coming upon of the Holy Spirit to empower us to be witnesses um, in this world, empower us to live for him. And uh, I always encourage people to just ask, just ask in faith for it. Okay. Yeah, because like I mentioned, it didn't sound like it was biblical to me so that's why i thought i'd ask because i was like well i've never seen that in the bible before speaking on that so yeah and, i appreciate and, that and and the thing is here's the thing to remember that there are those who will come with their experiences and all i can do is as as john says that test the spirits to see if they are of god and that's what we do we test everything through the word of god and you know some some you know Christians treat the Holy Spirit some kind of force, or uh-huh. um, you know that you don't have the Holy Spirit unless you have some kind of experience. Again, like if you go into convulsions or uh, a, a, a trance, or you know now it's you know electrical shock or things like that. Um, I just simply receive it by faith, and the Holy Spirit does work in our lives and speaking to us and guiding us and empowering us. The Holy Spirit even intercedes for us, as Romans chapter 8 says. And we can just know that um, that he says that the Holy Spirit um, was given to us to, to help us and to empower us to live a life that we can't do in our own flesh. And, and that's where I leave it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You bet, Gracie. Thanks for calling. I appreciate your call. And always call when you got a question. We'll be do our best to answer it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. That call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Deborah and Falcon. Deborah? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, thank you for calling. Yes, hi, Pastor. Um, I had called, um, gosh, might have been a month ago, and I want to say... Pastor Josh was taking calls, mm-hmm. and we had prayed for my um, my prodigal daughter, Allison. 
And Allison has, we, we had to move away for tough love reasons. Um, she was the heroin addict. Um, she ended up getting help off of heroin um, and kicked it by herself. Um, she became homeless and then found um, a homeless shelter to live in, which is all praise God for all of this. I called in to ask for prayer because just last week she called me up to tell me that she was going to lose her bed because um, she wanted to be honest with me to tell me that she had been using fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just told her, I said, God has a plan and a purpose. There's a rhyme and a reason. Um, if in, and I'm going to go to rehab, Mom. I promise I'm going to go to rehab. And I said, well, you know, whatever the whatever your heart, whatever God puts on your heart to do, it has to come from you. Um, and she said, well, I think they're forcing me to do it, so if you don't hear from me for a while. So I haven't heard from her, have not heard from her. Um, and I was driving to the store, and as always, I listen to, to your radio station, and I appreciate all your insights. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call in and ask for prayers for my Allison. Absolutely, and I'm so sorry you're going through this trial, and it is so hard. Um, there are so many, even those who are listening right now, parents who have children or grandchildren that are addicted to drugs. Um, fentanyl, of course, is a huge problem. Uh, the drug problem is huge. It's poisoning our our children, our grandchildren, um, people of, of every age. And, um, and Jesus is the one, um, that can set them free. It's so difficult. And, um, I'm sorry for your pain. And we're going to just, um, pray for her right now as Lord, we pray for Deborah's daughter, Allison, you know, where she's at, you know, exactly what she's going through. You love her. Your love hasn't left her. And Lord, I just pray that you would just work in her life and and freeing her from addiction. We know that fentanyl is a killer, and it has killed many of of parents, children, grandchildren, parents even. Um, It has plagued our our nation. And so, Lord, I pray for this one, Allison, that you would free her from it, that she would be freed enough to see how it's harming her and her family that you free her from the addiction of wanting it. And wherever she's at, Lord, that you would just um, minister to her physically, that you'd minister to her emotionally, spiritually, that you would work a miracle in her. And I pray for Deborah that as she waits to hear from her daughter and she doesn't know when, she doesn't know where she's at, but Lord, you do. And Lord, that she would be like the father who went to the edge of the road looking for his son to return, the prodigal. And I pray that, Deborah, we keep looking to you and for her daughter to come home to you. We just pray for that. And we just pray that you would just um, do a miracle in working in Allison's life and freeing her from this addiction. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I will also say I've been a child of God for 40 years now, and there is there is absolutely no doubt that miracles can happen and that you said the right words, that in Jesus' name, Amen. Allison yes. will, will reach out and get help. Yeah. Thank you so much for your prayers and for everyone else out there. 
There is hope, and that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, Deborah, we'll keep praying, okay? Keep us updated. 303-690-3000. We got all open lines right now. Love to talk with you and um, just be able to pray with you, answer your questions. So give me a call. Text line 720-336-0897 is that text line. So many people going through it. So many people going through difficulties and, and hardships, uh, family things, uh, our children, our grandchildren. You know, Satan's working overtime. He's working overtime with in our culture, in our society, with deception, and he's called a destroyer. He's called a destroyer, and he's a liar, and he's a murderer. And that's why it's so important that we continue to intercede on behalf of our kids, our grandchildren, our families, people that are linked to us in our lives. Keep praying for them um, because the enemy is going after them. And uh, to talk to your kids about truth, even when they're little, um, to be able to uh, bring them to a place where they're they're hearing truth and and being encouraged in the things of the Lord, and uh, families are going through a hard time right now. And but Jesus is the one that desires to work in your family. He desires to strengthen your family, and He loves your kids and He loves your grandkids. So uh, we want to pray for you. If you need any prayer, three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. We got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines. And uh, let's be encouraged in the Lord and the Word of God and praying for one another. Uh, the text line again is 720-336-0897. And, um, and love to just be able to um, to talk. Um, there's somebody that says that um, didn't really want to call in, but a prayer request. Um, they have been working a full-time job. Um, while trying to finish up chemical engineering degree, which is that's an incredible degree, chemical engineering, um, and um, just needs some. Um, they're looking at prescribing some medication for ADHD, and um, he's got a lot going on. It's it, it's a long email, um, text message, but Father, we pray for this one. Uh, he's overwhelmed. Um, the stress is getting to him. Um, there's a lot going on. He's in a tough, tough field, chemical engineering. Um, and, you know, just uh, to deal with all of that, I pray that you would just help him with this stress, that he would take what uh, Philippians tells us to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and thanks, uh, prayer with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I pray that you just give him the peace of God um, as he just turns to you, as he prays about all this, as he prays with thanksgiving. And I just pray that you would help him uh, be able to manage his stress and to be able to focus on his field uh, to get his work done. And uh, in this battle that he's going through, that you would just uh, help him every day and every hour that he's going through so I just pray for my brother. I pray that you bless him uh, in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All open lines right now. We're getting ready to go to break. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So grab one of those open lines. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday. Beautiful day. And um, and uh, text line is 
800-227-0897 is the text line. And so you can text in a question or a prayer request. So grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord here this afternoon uh, on Calvary Live. And uh, we're going to continue to be encouraged in the Lord, in the Word of the Lord, um, as we will come to the other side of the break here in just a short time. And you're going to hear the music. It's the only break of the show. And you're hearing the music, so we're going to be back in a short time. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Come back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers, how you can ask your questions, give your prayer requests, and uh, call in number. We got an open line, 303-690-3000, and the text line, 720-336-0897, and we invite you to ask questions, to give your prayer requests uh, here as we have entered into the second half of the show. Such a blessing to be a, a part of Calvary Live, to be a small part of your life, and uh, just uh, see it as a privilege to be able to minister to you. This show is very unique, and that really is an extension of the pulpit, uh, to be able to answer your questions, to be able to encourage you, to be able to for us to come together and pray for those who have prayer needs. And uh, I know that so many are blessed by Calvary Live. So we welcome all those on Grace FM uh, listening on the this Monday, the 18th of September. The month is over over half over. Uh, beautiful time of the year here in Colorado, um, but also across much of this, the United States as we enter into fall. Uh, Radio by Grace listening live. Online listeners anywhere in the country, that number works at 303-690-3000, and then Hope FM, Truth FM, uh, Higher Rock Radio, Living Water Radio. You're a part of our Calvary Live family. You get to call in, and we'll talk, and then you can listen to it a week later. Uh, those stations are a week delayed, which means that it will play a week later. So we're going to go to the phone lines. Let's go to Gloria in Savannah, Georgia. Hi, Hi Gloria. How are you? I'm okay. I, I just pulled over. I was driving uh, in my car to go see my son in North Carolina, and I am going to see him because um, I'm in a very difficult relationship with a narcissistic man is making me feel like I'm going out of my mind. And I know I have the mind of Christ in me. He's not a Christian, but I am. And I just need some guy I want prayer for guidance as what to do, next steps to take. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like prayer for. Are you married to I this? I, are you, are no, you married? No, we bought a house together in Florida, okay. which I regret, which I regret. But um, I feel very downtrodden and um, like I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And the thing is, God does give you guidance in it. He tells us that we're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So that is the word of the Lord to you. As a believer, uh, you have yoked yourself with an unbeliever. And and now there's there's the consequences of it. There's the difficult situation that you're in. 
you're yoked to a non-believer that's very narcissistic, um, and um, and it, it, you know it's very difficult for you emotionally, and and so um, you know if if he's uh, somebody that's a fiance or something, um, you know what God's word has to say, um, and God says these things not because he wants to be a killjoy in our lives. He says these things to keep us safe. So we're going to pray for you that you make those tough decisions and those right decisions. And I know that you have a house together and you look at it and you say you regret it. Um, but, um, you, you know, the the scripture is very, very clear um, about how uh, we are not to be yoked with the unbeliever. And, um, and I'm just going to pray that the Lord will give you the strength and the wisdom to make the right decision. Um, because here's the thing about getting married, and Gloria, you know this, that I tell people when you get married, this is the second most important decision that you ever make. It's next to the decision by, you know, that you make for the Lord and becoming a believer. But it's a decision that's going to affect you for the rest of your life as, as long as you both shall live. Uh, for young people, that could be 40, 50, 60 years is more important than where you live or what house you buy, uh, what car you get, uh, what career you choose. It is such a critical, important decision. And God comes along, and he's the one that ordained marriage. He's the one that ordained the family. It's a holy institution. And he comes along, and he says, don't be yoked to unbelievers. And it's for our good and for our safety. And and so you're in a relationship that is very much pressing you, very much causing you to be, you know, uh, you said, you, you know, you're at your wit's end. And the Lord wants you to be free from this, even though there may be financial difficulties, economic difficulties, um, but you don't yoke yourself with the unbeliever. And and so as you go up, the Lord wants to just minister to you those truths from the Scripture, Gloria, and he wants you to have peace. He and Paul, when he talks about marriage in First Corinthians chapter seven, he says, "You're not called to bondage; you're called to peace, and peace in Christ and living for Him." So, Father, I just pray for Gloria. I just pray um, that as she's in this situation where it's very difficult, it's taxing, it's beginning to wear on her, that she would make those difficult decisions that she needs to make for you, trusting you that you're going to provide. And knowing what your word says, not to be yoked with the unbeliever. And Lord, that she would uh, be able to move forward in that in wisdom. And uh, Lord, that you would help her, that you put people in place to help her. And um, having a house together, it's, it's, I know these things aren't easy. We're talking about a place that's her shelter, and, but that she would approach it with honesty and with conviction and trusting you and allowing you to work to do what is right. And so, Lord, I just pray for her. You keep her safe as she's driving up to see um, her son. And, Lord, that you would just minister to her heart and that you would just um, just give her the courage to do what you called her to do and to trust you and to rest in you in these things. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Gloria, I'm, so, you. I'm sorry you're going Thanks. through this, but trust the Lord. Look to him. And one of the things okay. that the Lord says, be strong and, and of good courage. And and he desires to give you the strength and the courage to do. But God's word is true. And he doesn't want you to be in bondage. 
He wants you to be free and to move forward in peace in your life. Okay? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you. Okay, Gloria. We'll be praying. All right, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. You can call and and, um, difficult situations and um, difficult decisions that people have to make. And we just want to give you the truth of God's Word, and and we give it to you in love. Sometimes it's not always easy to hear it, uh, but God's Word is to to keep us in a good place um, so we can move forward in peace, so we can move forward in wisdom and strength and courage. And uh, God wants the very best for us. Let's go to Rich in Asheville, North Carolina. Rich? Hello. Hi, Rich. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, man. Blessed. I live in a beautiful area as well, the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. And our leaves have not started to change just a tiny bit, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, you don't I, I hear on us. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen pictures of the mountains; absolutely gorgeous, and um, I love to get out there sometime in the fall. So, I you do yeah. live in a yeah very beautiful place. I haven't seen much of. I don't think I've been to North Carolina. I've been through Kentucky, oh, yeah. Tennessee, so I'm missing out, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and um, um in ministry at the Calvary, Calvary Chapel, Asheville. So oh, great. come out and visit us and, uh, okay. And you'll be blessed. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling. What can we do for you? Yeah. Like Allison that called in uh, my heart's with her and prayers. And, uh, we've got a daughter who's making wrong choices and, and, uh, living a lifestyle that, uh, she should know better. She was brought up a, in a Christian home and Calvary chapels our whole life and youth group and ministry and, uh, just, uh, got into a job, high, high pressure job and got into drug addiction several years ago and went through the whole, uh, U-turn for Christ, which I'm sure you're well uh, familiar with. Yeah. And we thought she was good after that. And, uh, you know, started her life back and and the next thing we knew she was in some uh not not drugs so much anymore we're not sure really but mostly just relationships you know with the opposite sex that are ungodly and just living that lifestyle and uh just grieving our hearts and we finally had to confront her about it she actually confessed it to us we had a feeling that she was living that type of lifestyle, right? just signs, you know, and um, she finally confessed to my wife, and, you know, I've got my granddaughter and my other daughters that are being influenced, you know, that uh, we kind of had to break break the news to her that we really couldn't, uh, you know, have her around our family anymore. I mean, we don't reject her. We love her, and we, you know... Yeah. Uh, pretty much just told her that uh, that she can't really come and fellowship with us, with our family, and, it, and it's affecting her mentally, too. She's just not right when she's with us and with our family and things that she says and the way she's acting, and it's just grieving our hearts, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and, you know, I, I listened to a grieving father, and it is hard, and 
um, when our children are just taken captive by the world and the things of the world, and then you got to make those tough decisions to protect your home and to protect your family. Um, and God knows all that's going on, but, but Father, I do pray for Rich and, and Lord, um, as he just talks how his daughter was raised in a godly home, um, in a godly church, a church that taught the Word of God, a youth group, but yet she has um, found herself being taken captive by the world and um, the things of the world. And Lord, I just pray that you would get a hold of her heart, that you would draw her to yourself, that you would take the blindfold away, because Satan blinds so many people um, into ungodly living, that you take the addictions away, that you would take the ungodliness just away, convict her heart. She would know that you still love her, her family still loves her, and and that you have such a wonderful plan for her, but to repent and turn. And and I as I listen to Rich, his desire is to continue to pray for his daughter, that he loves very much her family, and Lord, that she would come home. She would come home to you. She would come home to your ways. That the word of God that is planted in her heart would begin to grow, to be, to, would blossom there. It's planted there. It's dormant right now. But somehow that you would just um, take it and, and it would get watered. And Lord, uh, that she would somehow come to understand that you have a wonderful life for her, for her to repent from her ways and turn to you and so, Lord, I just pray that you would just um, just be uh, with Rich as he ministers to his daughter. Continue to give him wisdom uh, as he desires to, uh, you know, just have a relationship. But, Lord, draw those lines. And, Lord, I just pray for his daughter that she would come to you and that she would um, just really just soften her heart open her ears, she would see you clearly, and Lord, that you would draw her to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. My heart my thank heart goes out to you, Rich. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Pastor Jeff. I so appreciate it and the prayers. And, uh, you know, just praying that the blinders will come off because uh, yeah. she doesn't think she's, you know, I, I don't know, she's deceived. <laughs> Well, you know, we're judging, you know, we're, we're yeah. judging her and, uh, you know, um, anyway, you yeah. know, yeah, Satan, he, like you said, he's, yeah. he's working overtime, man. And, uh, he even is the elect, even the elect are being deceived. Like, yeah. Like and, the, and, said. and it, the thing is, it, re, it reminds me of, you know, I think about Daniel, how Babylon took, you know, the, the, the children away captive. And that's what we see today. Babylon's taking our kids captive and it's heartbreaking. And Satan is one that he blinds the eyes of, of those in the world. We don't fully understand it, but he is such a ripoff and a deceiver and destroyer. So Rich, we're going to continue to pray and, and uh, God bless you and, and uh, stay strong. Keep praying for your daughter. And we're going to trust God's going to work. Amen. We're believing it, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thank you hey, for your ministry. You bet. Say hello to everybody at Calvary there in Nashville. I surely will. We love you guys, man.
Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We had James called. He had to drop. And uh, so we got all open lines right now. So you got plenty of time to call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And text line 720-336-0897. So I'd love for you to grab one of those open lines. But James, um, he had to drop. He needs prayer. So we're going to go ahead and pray for him. Uh, His left leg is troublesome, no pain, but he can't stand up. Just happened recently. And so, Lord, we pray for James, and you know where he's at. And I just pray for his leg as he's not able to stand. Um, we don't. He may not know what's going on, but he get the medical help he needs. Um, that he get the strength back so he can stand up and do what he needs to do. We pray for your healing upon him. We pray that you would uh, minister to him physically. And, Lord, uh, that he would see you work in that way. And we just ask that you would provide for him in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Um, and so I'd love for you to be able to call in. Let's go ahead and go to Micah in, in Greenwood Village. Hi, Micah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for calling. I'm well, thank you. I uh, I got a prayer request and question that are quite related. Um, okay. The prayer request is for uh, my coworker, Aliyah. She is 18 years old. We, we work at a restaurant together. And through uh, a rather interesting coincidence with a work-related injury, I went from the kitchen to post it up at the host stand with her for a few days. And in talking to each other, she told me that she's, she's got several Mormon family members and is really interested in joining the Mormon church. She, she thinks the, the temples are really cool, and she knows she has to be a Mormon to see the insides of them and is just really interested in it. And so uh, mostly yesterday, but over the last couple of days, I've been witnessing to her some. And uh, last night at the end of my shift, I gave her one of the Bibles that I have in my car for such occasions. Um, I was just wondering, uh, obviously, prayer for her and for success in in uh, getting, getting to her before she, she goes and joins the yeah. Mormons. But um, any yeah. advice you have uh, in, in talking to people who are associated with the Mormon Church, I know— her family members are going to be able to, you know, have plenty of time back at home to be able to kind of counter the things I have to say. Just any advice you guys have for me, right? Yeah, yeah, because with her being 18 years old, um, I can tell you right now that the Mormon Church and the missionaries are going to be given these promises to her that if she joins the Mormon Church that God will provide a husband. Uh, we've had several students here from UNC that have you know been brought in by uh, other students that went here that they were considering Mormonism. That was one of the themes that was given to them. If you join the Mormon Church, that you know you're going to be given a spouse, and it's like sounds good to me. And uh, you know the Mormon Temple, the beauty of it, the attraction of it, very family oriented, and and um, they emphasize the family. So there's what looks like to be light, but it's, it's, there's darkness behind all of it. One of the advice, number one is, you know, when, when I was young and in college, I was working in Utah. So there was a lot of Mormons that were talking with me. And I had a friend who said, you know, don't do anything. And he sent me a book. It was actually by Josh McDowell and Don Stewart um, on Mormonism. So there's a lot of good resources out there. If you can get a book, Ron Rhodes uh, has written a book, How to Answer a Mormon to just say, listen, don't join anything, but I want to give you this book 
because they believe in a different Jesus. It's not the Jesus of the Bible. And I remember when I read that book, it's like, what? I didn't realize. I just thought it was another church. I thought they're very family friendly and ori, you know, family emphasized, you know, um, and that was a good thing. It was something that I wanted. It was something that I was looking for, but yet um, the the Mormon Church was teaching a different Jesus, that He's the created being. One of the things about the temple that you can tell her about is the reason they have the temples to proxy baptism, baptism for the dead. That's not biblical. And then also that couples may be sealed for all eternity in the temple. And, of course, Jesus said very clearly in the Gospels when the Sadducees asked about the resurrection, you know, about marriage in in the afterlife uh, in heaven, that Jesus said that we're not to be given to marriage. That's not going to happen. So there's a lot of false doctrine that the Mormons um, will give uh, they believe that you can be sealed in uh, the temple and that if you're a good enough Mormon, th- that you can progress in heaven because they believe in three different heavens. In the third heaven, the celestial kingdom, that there's seven different levels there and you can become a god. You and your wife become gods and you can have many spirit children and you can populate a, a planet like what has happened here. They believe Jesus is created being, the brother of Lucifer. So she'll see very clearly that this is not the same Jesus of the Bible. They believe he's created when Colossians says that he is before all things, he created all things. And to give her truth and to give her some resources, you know, it's an easy read. Uh, Ron Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. If you look it up online, I'm sure you can get his book, ordered or, or if you got a good bookstore, how to answer a Mormon and you get the resource to her and just say, listen, I want to give this to you. You read it and just pray for her. But just in, um, in, you know, I care about you. Um, and they believe in a different Jesus and, uh, they believe that you can become a God. When I was hearing that, it's like, they never told me this, uh, but that's their official doctrine. And, um, and so those are the things that you can talk to her about. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Pastor. That's all really, really helpful. Um, can I ask one more quick follow-up question about her? Absolutely. Um, so one thing, we she seems pretty open. Like she, she said by the time we were finished with our shift last night and I'd given her the Bible, she she said she was, now she felt really torn and she was like, I'm, I'm going to read. She asked me what I should, what I recommended she read. And I, um, I told her to read the book of John, and if she felt like a challenge to read the book of Romans, she loves reading, so it shouldn't be hard for her to at least read through them, and that she can come to me with her questions when we work together again. Uh, one thing she said about Christianity that bothers her is the fact that we, every church she's been in, she's heard somebody say that all the other religions are wrong. She says that's not nice. And I'm just wondering how you would recommend I answer that. Um, yeah. Like, I think I know a good theologically sound response to it, but how would you recommend I respond to that in an effective witnessing fashion? You know, just, you know, at work, the little time that you got, that every other religion, whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, Islam, um, first of all, 
What makes Christianity unique is, number one, that there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. All other religious leaders, you know, Confucius, Buddha, Muhammad, they're all in their grave. They didn't conquer sin and death. Only Jesus went to the cross and died for you. And only Jesus rose from the grave and conquered sin and death. That's what makes Christianity unique and true is there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. Second of all, every other religion tells you this is what you have to do, including Mormonism. Mormonism is very big on on works, you know, performance. If you aren't a good enough Mormon, you're not going to make it to the third heaven. If you haven't done the the things that the Mormon church, you know, tells you you need to do, proxy baptism, sealed for eternity, give to the church, you know, your tithes, um, then you're not going to make it to the third heaven. And they very much are against the grace of Jesus Christ, the, the gospel of grace. Because I remember talking to them. They said, what do you mean you just believe in Jesus that you're saved? But Christianity uniquely says that this is you know, not what you do to earn eternal life. That's what all the other religions say. But it's based on what he did, what he did on the cross. And he from awesome. the cross... He from the cross cried out, it is finished, te He did the work, he paid the price, and now you come. Come as you are, and you recognize that he conquered sin and death. He rose from the grave. He proved that he's the Son of God. No one else did that. And that truly, that's good reference you gave him, uh, gave her. Number one, to read John's Gospel, because John's Gospel is going to um, you know, show her that Jesus is the Son of God, the I am, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And he proved it by going to the cross and rising from the grave, that that I am the resurrection and the life, um, that, that I am the light of the world. It, it's showing Jesus' deity. He's the Son of God. And then uh, the book of Romans given that clear doctrine of justification that we're saved by faith alone. Um, and and that's so important that we have people understand that. And then the doctrine of sanctification, that we walk in the Spirit. But those are two very good books. And then, you know, um, Isaiah, you know, speaks about there are no other gods, Um that he's the only God in Isaiah 44, 45. So there's those verses that you can write down and have her read. And and that's a good thing that you're having her do. Read the Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to her who Jesus is and just keep pointer that Jesus alone went to the cross and died for you personally, individually. So he loves you. No one else, Confucius didn't do that. Buddha didn't do that. And neither did Muhammad or any other religious leader. Only Jesus did. The one who loves you, created you, and you were created for his good pleasure, for his purposes. So that's that's what we want to do. Hey, let's pray for her before we go off the air. Father, we pray for, for this, this young girl that um, deception has come, and deception coming in a form of light, but we know it's not truth. I pray for my brother here that he would be able to just minister your love and truth to her, that her eyes would be open up to see who Jesus really is, how much he loves her, that he uniquely went to the cross and died for her, and that he created her, and he loves her, and she was created for his good pleasure, for his purposes, 
and he's the one that holds our lives together and that she, her eyes would be opened up to that and she would come to see of your love and of the redemptive work you've done for her. And so, Lord, um, draw her to yourself as she reads the scripture. Speak to her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Micah, we'll be praying. Thank you, brother. Have a great week. You bet. Absolutely. Bye. Let people know. Let people know. Um, you know, a lot of young people, they, they will ask questions, and we want to be able to answer those questions. We want to be able to answer for the hope that is within us, as Peter would write in his epistle, and to let them know that what makes Christianity unique is every other religion is based upon what you have to do to earn salvation or to earn God's approval or love. Um, to reach a spiritual height or Nevada, whatever it might be, Christianity, true biblical Christianity, uniquely says that it's based on what he did. And that's what we tell people. He went to the cross to die for your sins. He loves you. Uh, he is the one that rose from the grave and that you come to him in faith and uh, call out on the name of Jesus. So hopefully that's an encouragement. Hey, Good show today. The hour's over. Be back with you tomorrow at the same time. May the Lord bless you this evening. So good to be with you. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.